0: red eye all one word for 15 percent off your stay at motel that's a great deal and that's just something i've noticed brought to you by motel 6
1: now it's red eye radio Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America studios. This is Red Eye Radio.
2: All across America and around the world, he is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. We are Red Eye Radio. Good morning. I just saw this article and I can't stop laughing. From the Daily Mail UK, exclusive We Will Woke You, classic Queen song Fat Bottom Girls is mysteriously dropped from the group's new Greatest Hits collection. Uh, it's one of Queen's best love songs, but Fat Bottom Girls has been mysteriously dropped. The All right. 1978 track, which was written by guitarist Brian May, has been enjoyed by generations of fans. I wasn't one of them. As a humorous, I never liked that song. Oh, I love that
0: song. Did you? Yeah,
2: Yeah. I I hated that song. My gosh, the guitar work is great. Uh, I just hated that song. Love that song as a humorous and hard rocking tribute to a young man's appreciation of fuller figured ladies. But forty five years, it appears. That lyrics uh, such as (laughs) Left Alone with a Big Fat Fanny (laughs) has been hit by the woke cancel culture. It was such a popular hit for Queen that it appeared fourth on the band's original 1981 Greatest Hits album along with Bohemian Rhapsody. Don't stop me now and we will rock you. But last week it was nowhere to be seen when Universal Records announced they would be releasing uh, the new Greatest Hits uh, uh, record. And they say here, and I don't know whether it's true or not, the move has left uh, music industry insiders shocked. Shocked. Yes. It's the talk of the music industry. Nobody can work out why such a good-natured fun song can't be accepted in today's society. It's woke gone mad. Why not appreciate people for all shapes and sizes like society is saying we should
0: rather than get rid of it? If it's celebrating Well <laughs> What was it what was the saying on Seinfeld? Well it's not racist if I said I like that type of person. No,
2: that was a Donna, the Donna Cho album or yeah. the Donna Cho episode. Yes, right. Yes. Yeah. And and she turned out not to be Chinese. And right. so, but uh, but initially Jerry l- liked her because he, you know, right. How can it be racist if I like them?
0: Yes. <laughs> and so in this case. <laughs> Isn't the left telling people you need to stop fat shaming? Yes. This isn't fat shaming. Yes. It's quite the opposite. Yes. We don't need Lizzo fat shaming her dancers. Now, the thing is, is that (laughs) it wasn't fat people singing it or writing it. Is that the problem? Ah. That you have Ah. to be fat in order to... Get away with it? Ah, uh,
2: fat appropriation. Right. Okay.
0: Fat butt appropriation.
2: Fat butt appropriation, yes. Okay. Right. That's...
0: Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> so, there had to be a meeting, though. Somebody had to Listen, meet. <laughs> uh, welcome to the meeting. Uh, <laughs> thanks for being on the call with us, everyone. I just... Want to uh, have a discussion here? We're, of course, putting together Queen's greatest hits. However, <laughs> there is there is one song we need to talk about. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Another one bites the dust. That would that would never should have been a hit at all, is it? No, that's uh, actually not where I was going, Roger. But thanks. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for chiming in on that one. I think. Uh, Come on,
2: he doesn't talk like that. Isn't he like a physicist or something?
0: Oh, the actual Roger in the band. I was thinking of an executive named Roger. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, 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 yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll call him Robert. Right. Yeah, thanks, thanks, yeah. Robert. Uh, that didn't even apply, and it's not what we're talking about. Not even the same song. No, uh, we're talking about. Well, I don't even know if it's appropriate to bring it up in a meeting. You know, it's about the certain types of people that make the world go round, allegedly, in the song. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at Motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love. When you use the code Eye. that's the letters CP Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6. And help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we
2: brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Have it to get 30 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20 20, 20, bit to get 20 20, bit to get 15 15, 15, 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch.
1: slash $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: You know, I'm last week it was uh, the one song Everybody was analyzing. I even saw it this week. The one Richmond, rich guys uh, above Richmond, north of Richmond, whatever. Yeah. And we analyzed it last week, and I was in the middle of it going, I can't believe I'm analyzing a song. And now now they're analyzing. Now we've taken it even a step further down,
0: <laughs> analyzing yeah. Queens, fat-bottom girls. Yeah. I mean, and and are they really so worried? Are you taking, here's the thing. Are you taking the song out of circulation completely? Because we're only talking about streaming. We're not worried about these people who are clutching onto their CD players. <laughs> I might be, I might or might not be in that group. I mean, my wife and I have a, have a uh, a turntable and it's a great turntable and it's got some killer bluetooth speakers and we bought some vinyl and now all these artists are going back and releasing things on vinyl and it's really awesome not for the hipster reason but it's just it it's it's a nice centerpiece for hanging out and other than that everything is streaming so unless you're taking the song completely out of rotation and it won't be available, what you're doing is if you take it off of that one Greatest Hits collection, if someone's going to download the entire collection, which they also rarely do, now it's more so it's choose the songs you like off of it, off of any release. And if you're Mm going to purchase them and download them, I don't even do that. I have a monthly subscription to a streaming service and I listen to anything that's on that streaming service, which is pretty much everything. I've found very few things that aren't on that platform. And I don't know why people have to get bent out of shape because whoever it is making the statement by not putting it in this collection, if you're not taking it out of the (laughs) <laughs> if you're not taking it out of the marketplace altogether, then what are you doing?
2: Yeah, and as far you're, not,
0: as, you're not making yeah, an impact.
2: And as far as I know, they're not. They're not doing no. it. You're just trying to make some some kind of whatever statement. I, I guess it would be. Oh, uh, a listener did bring up the other day. How did we possibly miss with the Republicans and the pledge, a pledge pin? Oh yeah, thank you, sir. May I have yeah. another? yeah yeah when uh flounder when miter mm-hmm. came up to flounder out there mm-hmm. outside the university of oregon track stadium in the background there
1: i ah, uh, yeah, we'll remember right. that one right
2: i like the golf scene there where they're hitting golf balls mm-hmm. nah, the goal is just to relax mm-hmm. just to relax mm-hmm. yeah but so he brought up the pledge it made me laugh i go that's right we didn't do the pledge pin yeah <laughs> do you have christy do you have your pledge pin on You have to say pledge pin, though, and sort of be spitting as you say it. Right. (laughs) Exactly. All right. So I saw that one. All right. Here you go. All right. We had mentioned this earlier. I want to make sure we get to this before we end the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, A Pennsylvania lawmaker is moving forward with plans for a four-day work week that would see businesses with more than 500 employees reduce their hours from 40 hours per week to 32 per week without reducing employee pay. This would be just for Pennsylvania only. The legislation would exclude local and mid-sized businesses from the requirement, according to the August 15th memorandum released by State Representative G. Ronnie Green. Green, a Democrat from Pennsylvania, says a four-day work week would provide hard-working individuals with more time for rest, family obligations, and focus on both physical and mental health. Hmm. Rested, happy, and healthy workers, in turn, can better focus on work and accomplish more in a workday. The Federal Fair Labor Standards Act of 1938 established the standard 40-hour work week. Today, most workers continue to work the standard 40-hour work week, but society today looks and operates differently than it once did in 1938. Technical advancements alone have significantly increased the productivity of workers, allowing more work to be accomplished in less time, which means more work than per worker. A researcher has shown that companies may be able to adopt a four-day work week without losing worker productivity. The memor- memorandum read, in part, uh, Fox News' Charlie Hurt argued the bill is for people who don't want to work. <laughs> uh-huh. It strikes me, this is, this is legalized quiet quitting. These uh, the, the, the uh, this strikes me uh, that uh, this is not a bill for people who work. This is a bill for people who don't work and don't want to work. They're lazy and they don't want to get a job. He said this past weekend on on uh, on Fox News. So there you go. Hmm. Yeah, it was the opposite for me. I started out with one hour of talk radio thirty years ago.
0: And now we're doing five. Now
2: I'm doing five. I remember in high school, I remember thinking about it. It was like, wow, the year 2000 is so far off. Mm. The year 2000, will we ever get there? Oh, and it was by the time we got to 2000, everybody, not even a four-day work week, it would be a three-day work week we would be working. Yeah, right. Because there would be, uh, I guess, so few jobs and so many people wanting them.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Because they
2: expected the population boom to continue forever, which, of course, never happened.
0: Right. The city where I live announced they're going to recently, I think it started last month, four-day work weeks, but it's 10 hours a day. 7.30 7:30 a.m. to 6 p.m. 3-day weekend every weekend. They're going to be closed
2: on one day a week.
0: No, it's depends on, you know, who the person is. You either work a, a Friday or a Monday, but you don't work both. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's always somebody in every office and every department. But they get a 3-day weekend. Every weekend. They said productivity has gone through the roof. But here's my question. Can you get away with that easier? Especially at a smaller government level, but government in general. We've talked about
1: <laughs> on Capitol Hill. <laughs> I know
0: we'd go doing. down to a one hour work week. That Congress would have one hour a week. If they can't get it done. Oh, well. Yeah, because we said their only job is to
2: spend money, right? So we think it would be better if they were at a one one, one hour, hour work week. Work week. That'd yep. be it. Yeah, one hour, and and that's they and they would not be allowed to work outside of that one hour. Exactly. But then they get nothing done.
0: Good. Exactly. Now <laughs> you're paying attention.
2: You're right. You you know I sit there every day and say to myself, we need another five thousand laws this year. Right. Exactly. That's
0: what we need. Yeah. But I I was wondering that when I read it and the bulletin came across and I was like, hmm, they're not working fewer hours. They're going in at 730 and working till six. But if you and I've lived in this town for uh, almost 30 years. So. They're fairly efficient as small cities go. And if you've if you've got somebody in the department at all times, you can probably get away with doing that. And also, there there are people that were probably already showing up at seven thirty or seven forty five,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and staying until five thirty. Well, if you go seven thirty to six and do that four days a week, it's not that much of a stretch, especially if you know you've got a three day weekend. Every weekend. Now here's the question: You get a three day weekend. What about Monday holidays? There are a number of Monday holidays.
2: Yeah, it makes it four days. Yeah. I don't know how that's
0: handled. Actually, I
2: I don't have the answer. Well, they'd be closed anyway if they're a city.
0: They would be closed, but the people who have Friday off now have a four day weekend. So oh, do you, ju- oh, you see what I mean? The people that have Monday off, the people okay. that have Monday off, oh, just okay. get the holiday off. But wait a minute! No, yeah, that's not fair. So maybe they, maybe they'll close two days. I don't know. I really don't know because they have contracted out garbage and uh, all the all the garbage collection and all get, that. Get the UAW head chiefs in there; they'll figure it out. Oh yeah! They'll f- oh no, that that will be a three day work week. <laughs> Eight six six ninety red eye.
2: Residents of Southern California and Arizona are being asked to prepare for a weather disaster of the type that hasn't happened in eighty four years: direct landfall on the west coast of a Pacific Ocean hurricane. In this case, a Category four and very large and powerful hurricane. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says impacts are going to be quite serious. Rippy says areas on Hillary's projected track normally only get three to six inches of rain all year long. But with Hillary, there is the potential that some areas could receive as much as 10 inches of rain in a few hours of time, likely to cause extensive and potentially catastrophic
0: flash flooding.
2: Not to mention wind damage, Rippey says crops in possible jeopardy from Hillary include cotton, lemons, limes, and other citrus crops. Gary Crawford for the U.S.
1: Department of Agriculture.
0: This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel
1: and Citco Lubricants. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE.
2: It's Friday radio he's Eric Carly and I'm Gary McNamara I was just dying laughing reading the New York Post editorial from over the weekend their lead editorial on uh, the the whole thing the story that uh, came out uh, about uh, Hunter Biden's uh, lawyer yeah basically told the prosecutors that if you prosecute Hunter, you go after him for those felony charges or do you do whatever mm-hmm. that the president will testify we're going have we're going force the president. To testify, you know, uh, for his uh, for his son, mm. and then they backed off, and then it they were going to do nothing. They right. weren't going to they weren't going to file any charges right. against him. And right. then the whistleblowers came forward, that story out over the weekend. But it was interesting here how they have it. They go, President Biden now unquestionably would be a fact witness for the defense in any criminal trial. Lawyer Chris Clark Chris Clark wrote in a thirty two page letter obtained by Politico. Hunter faced gun charges, as we know. Uh, uh, What was Biden going to testify? Was he going to stand up for his son and say the prosecution violated the Second Amendment? (laughs) The same president who was shutting down hundreds of gun dealers? Or wait, maybe Joe was going to testify that Hunter didn't need to pay taxes Mm. on all of his earnings because much of the money was going to benefit Joe and his family. (laughs) Uh, Perhaps he would have... Had a defense for the Foreign Agents Registration Act, uh, but we thought that Joe knew nothing about his son's businesses. Yeah. how useful a witness could he be?
1: <laughs>
0: oh my! Well, it, it 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 could go horribly bad. Do you want a witness who was a, and 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 I'm telling you, the guy can't help himself from lying. I mean, you want that guy on the uh, as a witness? For his son? No. He's the last person I would want. Tell us about your relationship with Corn Pop. Yeah, exactly.
1: You're listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America studios. And he's Eric Harley and I'm Gary
2: McNamara. Good morning. Download our Red Eye Radio app today and listen when and where you want if you can't listen live overnight. I really wonder how his response, Biden's response to the you know terrible wildfire in Maui uh, will affect his favorability ratings, uh, this was this was uh, on CNN over the weekend. Hmm. It's one of our audio cuts of the, the day because it shows you how impactful it could be. And, you know, you had the president first on the beach last week, enjoying himself yeah. on the beach. Anything to say to the people of Hawaii, no comment. And that was viewed oh. as just a very cold-hearted way to respond. Yeah. And then you say, okay, maybe he didn't hear it. You're wa- you're wondering for, you're, for anything in the administration. Well, it doesn't matter what he says. He's over there helping, and then the networks are over there talking to people that are saying we're not getting the help. Right. And then we come to last Thursday, and he finally says, okay, we're going to go because the pressure was all over the place. You never went to Ohio yet for the tr- train derailment. Yeah, are you really ever going to go? We're going to go next. You know, the White House announces they're going to go mm-hmm. uh, today. I guess it is. Yeah, and so he's asked anything to say about the trip next Monday? No, and then turns around <sighs> and walks away. I mean, it just was uh, brutal. And this was on CNN. This is uh, a uh, one of the survivors uh, in Maui uh, talking to CNN.
1: And right now, the Maui community is helping the Maui community. And I'm, I'm really, I'm, it's really affected me because where's the president? He decides to come here this week to come here next week. I mean, like, where, where, aren't we Americans too? Like, we're part of the United States, but why are we not, why are we getting put in the back pocket? Why are we being ignored?
0: Wow. And, and you know, there's no way to feel otherwise. There is absolutely no way to just excuse this thing away. No, you... you he doesn't no. naturally, and it's very clear, he doesn't naturally feel anything for the people of Hawaii. And I don't no. know how you can... Be in that position and not in any position. What's a total and not care? It's a total lack of empathy.
2: You don't it's see it there at all. Zero. It's like
0: it's almost like I don't want to be bothered with it, right?
2: And uh, my God, I mean, it was just it was so bad uh, last week, and it was noticed. You know, we had played a ton of audio cuts from uh, Meet the Press yesterday, where you know, even in the uh, you know in their round table and stuff, they're like, man, the favorability ratings are. Uh, so low and then they got to talking about the economy because it's just funny it's almost as if the talking points went out last week Mm -hmm. everybody talk about this incredible economy Mm -hmm. talk about this incredible economy keep talking about the incredible economy and as they're doing this on the mainstream media outlets Mm -hmm. a week later there'll be a poll saying it doesn't seem that the media uh or excuse me that the uh the president's administration promoting how wonderful everything is in the economy. It's not being absorbed by the public. Why not? And we played the Minnesota governor on uh, Meet the Press yesterday, and he said, uh, because of the Republicans. Mm-hmm. Because the Republicans are uh, not being friendly to uh, to Biden. And they're criticizing Biden, which, of course, is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's more because they, they had uh, from the Hoover uh, Institute uh, – uh, Hanshi Chen, uh, who's with the think tank, and here's what he had to say. I'm a little confused by the
1: whole Bionomics thing, because you're trying to convince people of something. You're trying to convince them their own impressions about the economy are wrong. And so if you look, for example, at how Hispanic and black voters feel about the economy, they'll tell you it stinks.
2: Now, they can keep saying, but we have the CHIPS Act, but we have the IRA. At the end of the day, you can't convince someone that they're feeling, how they're feeling about the economy is wrong. And that's what this election is going to come down to. And I get that they're trying to present a proactive message. But at the end of the day, it's very difficult, I think, to do that when people feel, they simply feel differently. Well, why do they feel differently? Because it's not just a feeling. No, it's an observation of how much money they have. It's an observation of how much prices have gone up. It's an observation of their own economic reality. To use the term "feeling" is like an abstract concept. Oh, they're just—it doesn't make any kind of sense. But they have this feeling, and you can't change their feeling because they feel that way. Well, stop it. It's not a feeling. It's observation of their reality.
0: Yeah. Yep. That's where they're in. That's where it is. It is reality. Well, it's, you know, it's it's the same mindset that says, well, if you keep talking about inflation, there's no inflation. You guys are, you just keep talking about inflation. Well, if you just keep saying the word recession, we're going to go into a recession because people feel that way. No, they're observing their reality. It's not their feelings. It is reality. In
2: other stories here, Kid Light Rock was seen drinking Bud Light. Okay, Kid Rock, I just threw light in there. Kid Rock was seen drinking Bud Light months after he helped spawn a boycott of Bud Light and parent company Anheuser-Busch in an apparent sign that his Personal boycott is over.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe, by the way, maybe he is going to be Light Rock. Maybe he's changing.
2: Kid Light Rock.
0: He's going to be doing some covers of, you know, James Taylor. Christopher Cross. Christopher Cross. Bread. carrie
1: jackson (laughs) 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 we had joy we had fun we had
2: seasons in the sun (laughs) no i (laughs) i've I've decided to go much more ballad i'll be (laughs) opening for michael buble see the uh, foo fighters were out and Mm. he came on stage and did a song
0: buble yeah 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 that that came up in my uh youtube algorithm And then when I watched that, the thing from Rick Astley, and they do it to, the guitar is doing some parts from uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. So it's a mashup of Teen Spirit, but it's Rick Astley singing Never Gonna Give You Up. Someone had done the mashup of the two songs online with the videos and kind of mashed them, the two songs, and then they decided to have Rick Astley up. And then, of course, they have to get Buble up. When Basically. some
2: when some Nirvana uh, you know loyalists
0: view that as some type of music sacrilege Nah, okay, <laughs> nah. If it's Grohl, you can do it. Okay. If Rick Astley came up with it, then of course, oh, okay, then that be, would be, then be wrong. Then there'd be a problem. But yeah. so, uh, TMZ
2: captured Kid Rock sipping from a Bud Light can on uh, Thursday while humming a Carpenter's tune at a Colt Ford concert in Nashville, Tennessee. All right, I made the Carpenters Mm. (laughs) part. The former rocker, the former rocker. The the former
0: Former rocker. rocker. Yeah. Did he officially retire? Is he a former rocker? Did he officially retire or
2: something? I I didn't hear that. Yeah. It didn't shake the music world if he he retired. I didn't. uh, Seemed pretty relaxed as he clutched the blue can, taking sips while chatting and laughing with some friends. TMZ reported, I just love this here, here's where they do the investigative reporting. Unclear if there were other beer options available, but Kid Rock's choice seems pretty shocking considering how hard he went in on the brand earlier this year. In April, Kid Rock helped launch the Bud Light boycott after the brand partnered uh, with transgender activist Dylan Mulvaney, who uh, posted a video on social media celebrating his first year of womanhood, while flaunting a Bud Light can that bore his likeness, Kid Rock posted a video of himself shooting up cases of Bud Light shortly, uh, shortly after Mulvaney's partnership with uh, Bud Light went uh, public. Uh, F Bud Light and F Anheuser Bush have a terrific day, Kid Rock said in the video. So there you go.
0: Are they secretly buying quiet endorsements? Hey, we'll give you ten million if well, you just let's... go to one concert and drink one bud light. Wow. Yeah, right.
2: For a million bucks. Would you drink a bud would you drink a bud light for a million bucks? We will pay you to drink our
0: product. I don't think that's legal. Endorsements, one thing. <laughs> the general public don't think it's legal.
2: Well, I saw the number here over the weekend for President Biden's migrant mobile app mm. two hundred thousand foreign nationals into the United States under the app alone, and that's really only been really in existence since what February March
0: yeah, I'm not even sure if it was I think they announced it back then has it but been is is they the say this
2: they say this year but i I remember. We were talking about implementing it, like yeah. March or maybe April. Even. Yeah, two hundred thousand right. people. Basically, you fill out the application there on your app, and you just walk right through. Yeah, two hundred thousand. You see now every single day. I saw another uh, Democrat in uh, in Texas say, "I'm done with the Democratic Party because yeah. of, right. of it." And the talk, especially in like in New York, you know, it's just. It's brutal right now. I saw there was a protest where people got arrested the other day. They're talking about using prisons or talking about, oh, oh, University of Buffalo. Hmm. As liberals a campus as you could possibly imagine. Just said, sorry, migrants cannot stay in the dorms now that the students are coming back due to security
0: reasons. Well, yeah, you and can't that, have right. any non-students staying in the dorms.
2: Yeah. And, the, and the activists are going crazy. xenophobia, everything else. I mean, Mm -hmm. you're you're saying but it's becoming a story. You know, we talked last week about, you know, the the two sexual assaults in Erie County, which was one of the few counties that was allowing migrants in Hmm. and then the two sexual assaults. And then the county executive calls in the National Guard. And next thing he says, no other, you know, no other migrants told the mayor of New York, do not send them here. And now you saw in Chicago. Let's send them to the let's send them to the suburbs now, right? I heard the mayor of Chicago said that uh, we are a sanctuary city and we'll continue to accept them. Probably not something that went over well with the people of Chicago.
0: Yeah, let's go, Brandon. You know. I wonder if Chicago's mayor and New York's mayor are are one time mayors. I wondered this about Adams two weeks ago and then Hochul going after him uh, last week. He's not handling this thing well. (laughs) Look, you can't win this. You can't go to the courts as he did and ask for relief from their own sanctuary policy that they have the political makeup to change at the moment. It's interesting
2: because it's very much like children. Yeah. They want something, they want something, yeah. they want something. They get it, they don't want they it anymore. They don't want anymore. it. They
0: throw it on the floor and walk away.
2: Yeah. While claiming that
0: they still support that they want it. Yeah. It also may apply to certain immature husbands. I'm not naming names. <laughs> but if I did, it would be me. Eight six six ninety red eye.
1: We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara.
2: Trent I Radio. He's Eric and I'm Gary McNamara. You saw that the Biden administration quietly is auctioning off parts of the border wall to stunt any Republican effort to restart construction. You saw that,
0: yeah, where they've uh, for pennies on the dollar,
2: yeah, yeah. The Republicans want to see if they've they've got court cases, seeing if they can get the re- rebuilding of the wall started again. And meanwhile, to stop that, the Biden administration is auctioning off for pennies on a dollar the materials to build the wall.
0: Uh, it just uh, breaking news, Uh, the buyer for the materials is DJT Wall Builders Incorporated. I don't know who that could be. (laughs) That'd be hilarious. (laughs) Trump buys it up on pennies on the dollar. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it is insane, though. We're not going to, you know, we're going to, this is exactly who they are they don't care about the border they care about it being open the border is secure yeah for anybody who wants to come across it into the us and then now nah, we'll just auction off the uh, all the materials for building the wall i is there any you know what i thought of for the auction thing and them taking accepting pennies on the dollar I mean, they're going in, and that money was allocated for those materials, was it not? Mm-hmm. And then you're deciding you're basically going to let it go for nothing. Is there any kind of challenge there? Who would challenge? Is there, it? Is there an inspector general
2: accounting of this? Right.
0: Who Who would yeah, be yeah.
2: responsible for that?
1: This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Hey guys, welcome to the Candy Valentino Show. I'm Candy Valentino. I was a
2: founder before I could legally order a drink. And for more than two and a half decades, I've built, scaled, acquired, and exited multiple businesses in diverse industries. Now my goal is to help you by sharing the knowledge that I've learned, the mistakes that I've made, and the wisdom that I've developed over my journey. Bi-weekly episodes every Monday and Thursday.
0: The Candy Valentino Show, wherever you listen. Every story eventually comes to an end. This June, hear the final episode
2: of Season 2 of the hit podcast series, In the Red Clay, Durham in the red clay tells the unbelievable true story of billy sunday burt the most dangerous man in georgia history in the podcast that people are calling riveting incredibly moving captivating and addicting binge seasons one and two of in the red clay now wherever you listen